Hello and welcome to episode number 250 of the Super Horror Bros podcast. I'm your host Matt and joining me as always is my brother Mike. Hello. How is it going? So good man, so good. <laughs> it's been it's been a long time coming. It's been mm. 15 months that we have been waiting and regardless of the outcome, I just feel like we have finally unpaused and we have seen the movie that we should have seen so so long ago. And it yeah. Feels good. Yeah, it just it was so much of like a long time coming, wasn't it? And it was just a real as we've said it before, but like so surreal having actually finally seen this mm. movie and like it's not just oh, here's the trailer that you have to avoid a hundred times and when is that going to come out? It's like, oh no, we've seen it. It's a real film. It's out. Um obviously coinciding with kind of like our return to the cinema in the last few weeks. Um and obviously episode <clears throat> 250 as well, which is um crazy. Yeah, it's awesome. It's an insane landmark. Like it just it goes so quick, which is the craziest mm. thing. Like, because it really feels like we were celebrating two hundred not even that long ago. Um, I know. And... Well, that's that. That's that fifteen month pause we've been on. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, there's been a lot of filler, um, and it hasn't been the way that we've obviously wanted to do the show since day one. You know, we've always been built around cinema horror, and then we'll always experience um, the best of on demand and Netflix and Shudder, especially um, as well as like you know mm. TV. But ultimately, that is our bread and butter. It's our home. Is the cinema. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's yeah. It's been so nice to to be back Feels there. So good to be back. Um, last two weeks, and it's and next week as well, which is awesome. So we get to continue that ride for the foreseeable future. It's not. I'm glad it wasn't just like yay, cinemas are open, or, and there's like no horror films, or there's like <laughs> yeah, one that you don't care. Like imagine if they reopened and it was like you know escape room two and that was it like there was nothing well, that's else the thing, because we had the unpause last year and we mm. did get to go to the cinema and we did get to see you know probably the best british film that we've reviewed on the podcast but it was mm. kind of like you know that was a real lucky thing and it was awesome but like this is you know these are the movies that you look forward to for months and months and months you know we we didn't have saint maud kind of pinned in our diary even though we should have you know it it was a nice surprise whereas you know these kind of a conjuring movie a quiet place you know a a saw sequel like all of these movies are movies that are clearly going to be in our in our you know diary the second we know the date so yeah, yeah so it's, it's, it's it's just so good man yeah it's fantastic so yeah we will be finally talking about a quiet place part two very soon um mm-hmm. but first there's only a couple of news stories actually this week um this first one, it's kind of easy to forget that there's like a new Evil Dead coming because <laughs> it just seems so bizarre, you know, off the back of Ash versus Evil Dead and kind of the way it ended. Um, and then kind of, you know, Ash, you know, or Ash, uh, Bruce Campbell saying like Ash is done. Um, and it kind of always pops up in video games. And Evil Dead really is one of those things that will kind of always forever pop up. But the idea of like a brand new Evil Dead movie to me right now just seems so weird. Um, and especially one that has zero kind of to do with the with the remake um because there has been a lot of talk with fed a um and potentially doing more evil dead films um but obviously that hasn't happened and they are now going in this new direction um with 
the latest installment, which we know is called Evil Dead Rise. We've kind of <coughs> talked about it infrequently in the news and kind of there was the heavily rumoured kind of plot synopsis, which I think turned out to be quite true, um, which we'll get into shortly. But basically this week they kind of announced, um, so Variety have the report. Um, and this is weird because this is what was floating around and I had to do a bit of digging once again, where basically the news headline was Evil Dead Rise is skipping cinemas. <laughs> um, and you're like, okay, what does that mean in today's world post mm. or even in the you know pandemic ongoing like what the hell does that mean because you could say the same thing for the biggest movies in the world right now yeah um but basically evil dead rise is launching on hbo max in the u.s um obviously not to be mistaken with kind of hbo's max with warner bros this is nothing to do with them this is um new line cinema that are behind <laughs> this one and so yeah they seem to have just struck a one-off deal with hbo max to to get it on that platform um obviously they're buying a lot of movies at the minute that seems to be working out very well for them mm-hmm. um so that's bizarre but actually in the variety report it does say um meanwhile in the uk which I'm, i cannot believe Ooh, that it actually mentioned the uk yeah, i'm sorry i'm flawed. I, I what 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 um meanwhile in the uk the movie will get a theatrical release via studio canal um so obviously studio canal have picked up a lot of these types of movies normally it's the Mm. more like like foreign smaller releases um because they were behind uh peninsula the train to busan sequel Mm. and a couple of other those like kind of smaller more boutique releases whereas like evil dead feels like you know normally it feels like a big deal like the last movie made a shit ton of money at the box office um but yeah, this is uh, very weird. I think kind of you know what else was part of this was there was a plot which I can find here. Um, so basically, the twisted tale centers on two estranged sisters um, whose reunion is cut short by the rise of flesh possessing uh, demons, thrusting them into primal battle for survival as they face the most uh, nightmarish version of family imaginable. Um, that was very vague, but I do remember yeah. kind of reading that. Yeah, it was heavily rumored to be and i'm pretty sure this is the case that it's not you know in a cabin in the woods anymore this is like seemingly in a city i think it was like being rumored to be in like a high-rise apartment building Mm. um so a very different change of scenery for evil dead um there's a lot going on here not gonna lie this new story (laughs) is a bit of a mess um what do you make of it like i guess first of all Uh, what is that kind of initial reaction to hearing that like especially for people in the states like apparently it's not going to be both that's what's being reported right now and i think that's what mm. we need to make the clear distinction they're not saying you can see it on hbo max they're saying if you live in the united states that's the only way to see a new evil dead movie it's so strange i mean my first question is what do we know vaguely when this movie is meant to be coming out next year i believe right but yeah i mean it i think that's really strange that a movie like this has been announced that ahead of time it's distribution mm. um the movie's clearly not even in the can yet, and yet everyone knows exactly how they're going to see it. That's quite rare for movies, you know, that aren't uh, Marvel, uh, you know, Disney, let alone the facts for horror movies. Like, how many horror movies get made, and then we have to wait, like, two years to figure out how they're going to get distributed? Mm. Um, but my my biggest kind of thing from this is that, um, you know, I, I love the, the core sam raimi evil dead movies i love ash versus evil dead but then i loved Freddy alvarez like i love i loved everything that's come out of evil dead so far however i want those two things to continue you know can we get three beautiful things i'm not sure and obviously i don't you know obviously the tv show um it has has, has done its thing and then obviously you know but the the Freddy alvarez stuff like this movie being made and existing 
kind of kills that like you know and and for me that fills me with sadness because the synopsis that you've just described can be any movie Mm. there is no need for it to be evil dead um you know spooky book is discovered in a in a you know a high rise great whatever you you know call it call it dark book like you know you don't you don't need it to be called evil dead so um you know uh, that's what i take away from this that, that that i just kind of feel like what's the point of 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 the name and kind of you know it it, it ruins more than than what it fills me with joy with mm. but but you know equally you know if it's a great movie great because it you know it, it doesn't look like we're getting freddie alvarez Fred, freddie alvarez's um evil dead sequel so why not get something else hey yeah this, this whole like it's been a really weird project um i just mm. read as well that yeah but it, it, production begins next month in new zealand and yeah there's no release date <laughs> production right now hasn't even begun and we know yeah the specifics of the distribution mm, it's just bizarre and like the, the whole thing just seems so rushed like i don't get why again i don't know how this works because you know rights are just an absolute nightmare mm. and who kind of gets hold of these things and then like you have to make certain movies by certain deadlines <clears> or you lose those rights but it just it felt like why why is now when you desperately need to make a new evil dead yeah, movie when when sam raimi is kind of you know barely involved in this you know he's he's got some quotes here but he's not writing he's not directing he's like barely producing um and and then obviously like bruce is obviously not involved uh fede is obviously not involved um you have a new kind of writer and director so it's just i don't know it's weird i like i'm not obviously mm. judging this but it's just like you can only judge it at this point and it's like the first step so i'm just kind of like i don't i don't get this yeah, i really I don't get this yeah so it's a weird one but um yeah we shall see on this one it's just all of these franchises they're just going to continue to churn out movies aren't they at the end of the day and like mm-hmm. we just hope they're good <laughs> yeah because they can be great and they can be awful and we've seen them you can you can literally go either way with all these franchises that we love and we're going to see a lot more of evil dead of scream um maybe not friday the 13th who knows with nightmare on elm street we're gonna see more hellraiser we're gonna see more chainsaw massacre we're gonna see more saw like these are all guarantees um Mm -hmm. we just hope that they're good (laughs) (laughs) um and then lastly on the news yeah very quiet uh week this week there was a trailer that came out in the past week Mm -hmm. um one which i've been waiting for for a very long time because we talked about in the news at the time that the first kind of tv spot slash teaser um for m night Shyamalan's upcoming movie old kind of debuted at the super bowl earlier this year and it was like 30 seconds and it was very i think it was 30 seconds or a minute i think uh, either way but it was just like it was so minuscule and and normally it'd be a case of now go to our youtube page to watch Mm. the full trailer and that just never happened and i even speculated on the show like did someone just forget to publish it because it was a very weird choice and especially because we're fast approaching the release date of this movie it's out (laughs) next month um it's out in july and um but yeah it has just randomly released this week um and i really want to get your take on it because i have some pretty strong thoughts about this trailer but uh what, what did you make of it yeah well i think it um you know finally gives us a sense of what this movie's about um hmm. and you know it gives us a real good idea and flavor for what it is i think um in terms of what it is like I, I'm still kind of wrapping my head around it and how it's going to work, but it, cause it, cause like the scenes that were shown kind of really, you know, it borderlines kind of, um, too silly almost mm. because it kind of cuts from like 
a girl who's six to then her and her teens to her then becoming increasingly more and more pregnant. Mm. And it's like, you know, I, I understand what's happening and I understand this rapid aging thing, but it's kind of like, you know, how zany and silly is it going to actually be when we, when we get to the real movie? Um, uh, for, for me, like I, I, I've loved M Night in kind of recent history, and I'm, I'm just, I, I want to see his new movie, and this seems absolutely batshit crazy, and I want M Night to be batshit crazy, but, but yeah, there were parts of it that that I liked, um, but you know, there were some parts of it where I was like, this, this is just very strange, uh, and kind of, you know. Maybe that is just because this is a weird ass movie that doesn't probably you know doesn't lend well to a trailer. But I'm um, you know it was it was a mixed bag for me. But you know I'm still really excited to see a new M Night movie. Yeah, I pretty much I I obviously uh, echo the sentiment regarding M Night, and I, I especially think like recent history with his last three mm-hmm. movies, he has he has turned it around in a way that is almost unimaginable. Mm-hmm. Um, given how like great his early films were and he's like now on that level again which is so awesome to see um and you like you know i'm one of the biggest fans in the world of glass um but this this trailer did nothing for me and i don't i'm I'm trying like it's not because of the great trailer last week you know i'm not directly comparing these two (laughs) movies but like i just sat there and it's quite long it's like two and a half minutes and i was just watching it going what the hell is this movie like it just it doesn't feel like an m night premise it feels so easy and kind of just basic and i really hope that like everything they've shown happens in the first like 30 minutes of the movie Mm. because like if this is like 90 minutes or 100 minutes or even longer of just this premise i have no idea how that's going to be entertaining and enthralling because watching the trailer i was quite irritated by it like it's a (laughs) lot of characters in a very stressful situation not having a clue what's going on that are all just kind of screaming and yelling at each other and everyone's just acting like a headless chicken basically and that's what the that's what the trailer is it's not like oh here's some cool visuals it's all just kind of boring on this beach um none of the kind of acting or the character work again just from a trailer of course just didn't seem that interesting it was just like oh yeah here's a family and it's all gone to shit and they're all just and it's just chaos like i don't know man this was uh a big disappointment for me this trailer um and like i say it's just around the corner so like i'm I'm happy to kind of put this out of my head now just forget about it and then just sit down in front of an m night movie and hopefully he can continue you know even close to what he's done in his last three movies i'll be happy with um but as far as a first step yeah this was a big big misstep considering like how recent his trailers have been complete fire to me this was like man if if anyone else was attached to this i wouldn't even put this in the upcoming film list because it was like so poor yeah you're right you're right there that like this this would be one where i'm like oh christ it's gonna Mm. have to be a a quiet week for us to have to watch this yeah um you know but because it's got m night attached i'm i'm giving it more buzz Mm. um so yeah for sure I think yeah. as well, like, before we kind of move on, like, we, we actually saw s- some new trailers in the cinema, which was nice. We did like, indeed, for the, yeah. For the first time in over a year. Um, yeah. And a couple of surprises. Um, you know, we, we didn't get that last night in Soho trailer, which is uh, very <laughs> disappointing. But um, I know. I saw that people have got it in the UK as well. Really? Yeah, because wow, Edgar Wright went to watch A Quiet Place Part 2 in, right. in um, Leicester Square, oh, Odeon, okay. and they had last night in Soho there on the big oh. screen. <laughs> and yeah, so we, um, yeah we we obviously we got the forever purge and mm. escape room 2 which were both kind of real unexpected trailers but the, these kind of both movies and movies that we spoke about saying like do these exist 
Mm. Like, because we haven't actually seen anything. And so to actually see them both on the big screen, I think um, for me, Escape Plan kind of, or no, not Escape Plan, Escape Room. Um, is it? Ex- yeah, Escape yeah, Room. Escape Room, too. yeah. Um, it, it, it reminded me kind of of what I liked and what I really disliked about the first movie. And it yeah. reminded me more about what I disliked. I think, you know, I, I enjoy the kind of, over-the-top escape room kind of premise that they went for kind of it wasn't just like a random room you know in this one we have like a sinking desert and this you know these real crazy scale set pieces Mm. but then like that mix with then the other kind of elements that come into this just made me think oh christ like i'm gonna you know i'm gonna try to just go into it with a with a clear mind but i just kind of there's so much baggage from that first movie that I'm just not sure whether it, it, it can possibly be good. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. What were your thoughts on that one? Yeah, it was like, uh, as that's a movie that I hadn't even seeked out the trailer. I didn't yeah. even know it was out there. Like I'm aware no. of it. And we've, we've, that was the movie that we've talked to death so much in the news because it's release date has gone so mental mm. where like, I can't even keep track of it anymore. And like, I couldn't even remember based upon that trailer. Isn't it out quite soon? Quite soon I feel yeah. like, I feel like that might be a July release as yeah, well. I think it was a July and release. So I'm like, okay, that's fine. Cause I haven't put any thought into it. The, the first movie was totally okay. You know, with a, with a pretty bad ending, but overall was like a f- okay movie um very you know surprising at the time that it kind of made a sequel because mm. it didn't make a shit ton of money it did okay um but it feels like it was a decision that was made a very long time ago and now they've been sitting on this movie for like two mm. years yeah. and they're like well we've got to put it out at some point um so yeah like it's not i don't know i don't have any thoughts on it really i'm not no. excited but i'm not not excited <laughs> no. but yeah the forever purge was definitely one that i wasn't expecting the purge gets me excited and then kind of you know it, it never truly delivers on what i want i think with this one i can already see that it's going to be the, the same thing you yeah know, <laughs> it's going to be it's going to have some real cool moments it's going to have a load of shit in it that i don't need it's going to have a bunch of terrible characters that you don't give a fuck about <laughs> correct correct <laughs> but there'll be some well cool imagery yeah and and um you know i'm okay with that i think the biggest thing is that like you know this really has to be the 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 last movie like you know where they're going with this like it's it's clearly not going to be the last movie because they love making these movies but they've been saying that though to to their credit they they have have been saying that for over a year but yeah watching the trailer i'm like i can't really see how you can go back on this Mm. um but yeah we'll see like i'm i'm pretty pumped like i like i say i i always have a good time with the purge i know i think my expectations are are exactly where they need to be and i think i think it will just be a fun time with a load of frustration yeah i think both these movies are obviously more so the purge but kind of like these are the movies that you you miss equally where it was like the quiet weeks you would have something that looks semi-decent to go see on the big screen Mm. and and it's a fun time whereas that's always better than oh my god there's nothing out this week what are we gonna do (laughs) you know which has been the majority of weeks in the last year so i yeah like i say i'll bring on escape room like purge whatever else small release you you can get on the big screen like i'm down for it at this point for sure especially if it is in like you know july typically isn't a horror month Mm -hmm. um but the fact that i can think of free off the top of my head maybe more 
that are out in July. I'm like, oh, that's cool, because that will definitely get us into, like, August, which is, like, Candyman, and then we're getting closer to Halloween at that point. Like, man. so, yeah, it's cool, man. There's, there's new movies Candyman, to talk about. It might actually happen. I know. I know. It, Candyman is a thing that I don't even want to speak its name until we see it. It's no. like... <laughs> no, I, I, I think at this point you can't, yeah. It's the opposite. No. The more you speak his name, the further he gets. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, if you yeah. say it five times in the mirror, that movie ceases to exist. It just yeah, won't it, it ever come out. it gets delayed for a month. Like, anyone <laughs> yeah. that collectively does that, it gets delayed yeah, for another please, month. Yeah, please don't do that. So please stop saying Candyman in the mirror. <laughs> um, but, yeah, shall we talk about this week's film? Let's do it. Let's talk about A Quiet Place Part 2. So, it's finally here. Oh, it feels so good to be able to review this movie. It's weird, isn't um, it? It's like, you oh, know, yeah, we actually like, get to see these films. Obviously, we came back last week with Spiral, but, mm. like, Spiral was That's a fun, movie... <laughs> Spiral was a movie, like I said before, that, like, it got delayed in the height of, like, the pandemic and everything else. Like, I never was truly excited for it. Whereas, like, stuff like Candyman and Quiet Place was so close, in, in particular Quiet Place. Um, so, yeah, to finally hit that unpause button. Um, I think from the offset, I think kind of uh, A Quiet Place Part 1 is probably on the table for us to, to mention if we need to. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, just, just to put that out there for people that we will be talking kind of spoilers for Quiet Place Part 1. Yeah. No spoilers for Quiet Place Part 2. Yeah, 100%. Um, and and so yeah kind of this movie uh i think this one was completely written by john wasn't it yeah i believe so so. it's weird yeah i I, I, I think it is i think kind of um beck and woods are only kind of credited as characters at this point um and so yeah kind of written and directed by john krasinski um we we pick up kind of the abbott family um pretty much straight after the events of quiet place part one um and yeah i mean you know the the world kind of overrun by these creatures and um the abbott family kind of you know post the first movie are kind of being being forced into kind of the the outside world and exploring it you know their, their place is pretty ruined and um they also kind of have got this newly discovered weapon which if they can weaponize um uh what's her name is it regan um, um i think it what, is well the character's the, name. the girl that yeah the, the um Millicent it is yeah, Simmons yeah. character yeah that's a good um, point because they they barely say the names do they like it's weird yeah exactly like we know that john is lee and, yeah and like he's the only one that's kind of referenced a lot and the other yeah. ones i don't really know their names but if you just said to me he's the only one i could have uh named correct, like, now, yeah. now looking at it it's funny because yeah. some of the characters aren't even named <laughs> no no i know i saw that um but yeah she basically her hearing aid has um kind of it, it's been weaponized and so that the sand wave it creates kind of causes these monsters to expose their weak spot to be taken out whereas without it they're basically these kind of uh armored lickers slash uh cloverfield monsters that are unstoppable 
Um, and yeah, obviously anyone that's not seen A Quiet Place Part 1, uh, I you know strongly recommend you watch it um, and, and kind of, you know, but yeah, the, the, these creatures have taken over the world and we kind of, we, we are, what, a year and a half post the, the yeah. creatures kind of taken over the world and kind of the very small pockets of humanity are having to kind of live in silence. And um, yeah, as we've learned from the first movie, the Abbott family are doing okay based off that because they have all because of regan their daughter who is who is pretty much uh, completely deaf um they all can sign language and so the family kind of communicates with sign language which um we kind of and again like going into the opening of this movie um we see it in the trailer but we we kind of get to see our break day and we get to see kind of how things go down a little bit more, which was awesome. Mm. And it, it was kind of, it was fun to see how quickly the Abbott family kind of used their tactical advantage on the rest of humanity, where they're kind of instantly communicating via sign language. And it kind of, you know, it shows that tool that they had initially. And I, I've always loved that about the, the first movie as well. This kind of one up that they, they had as a family instantly. Um, and then, yeah, kind of when we when we join the family in in you know current times, it's it's them venturing out and and trying to find a way to to use this weapon in a, in a much more widespread way. And mm. um, you know, I, I guess that is kind of the movie in a nutshell. Um, I think you know, there's not there's not really that much specific plot to to go into because there's no. not a, the whole lot to unpack. I think if you've seen a Quiet Place Part One, basically you hit the unpause button at the end of that movie. And this is where this picks up. Um, yeah. Which I think is a, a first and foremost, like a really unique situation. There are very few movies that, that literally pick up the second after the, the kind of the, the credits rolled of the first. Mm. Um, and, and it, it was really fun to kind of get back to that farmhouse and see like the, the silo with the side split out, the kind of the, the fire and, and just everything kind of still going on and then kind of leaving that area. Um, and, you know, the infamous uh, nail on the stair kind <laughs> of, you know, being there and kind of the remains of the creature that was destroyed and just all of that stuff was just kind of, um, to me, really awesome to kind of just see and pick up straight, straight away. Yeah. And, then, and then, yeah, obviously we move on from there pretty quickly um but yeah i guess i guess that's the you know the synopsis i mean do you want to start to unpack this bad boy yeah i think it's worth mentioning obviously just to bring it back to the first movie once again Mm. because obviously it was three years ago and Mm. people might not have been listening to this podcast when we Mm -hmm. covered it and i mean we were about as positive as you could possibly get about a horror movie. Um, Mm -hmm. It was kind of instantly one of our favorite movies we've ever seen Mm -hmm. Um, out of the four, you know, years doing uh, best of at the end of the year, it was the easiest pick ever um, Mm -hmm. for movie of the year, which of course, you know, is to do with the movie surrounding it, but there really wasn't anything in 2018 remotely close to a quiet place. Um, It was right. Okay. Let's figure out the ordering for these other nine movies. It it got to the point that like when we didn't have a nailed on first place beyond that, I felt Mm. weird because it was, it was such an easy decision for, for that year. 
Yeah, and it hasn't been easy. There have usually no. been one to two and then maybe three that are kind of like, oh, it could be any of these three. Um, but this was the year that it was like, no, this is clearly the best film. It made our awards quite boring because best actor was John Krasinski, best actress was mm-hmm. Emily Blunt, best concept was A Quiet Place. Um, you know, it, it ran the gauntlet yeah. for all of our awards and it was our number one movie. Um, Pretty sure it was on The Quiet Place Part 2 poster that it cleaned up with the super <laughs> horror awards it yeah. should have been um because i sent i sent them to the family um but uh so yeah Wait, we, like we, obviously... we, we make awards but I, yeah. I, I didn't get i didn't get paid for this shit how are you making awards bro i'll let you know i'll let you know okay. um okay. but yeah it like like it's worth that as the context because this was one of our favorite movies and then kind of like the second it got announced it was like oh damn they're making mm. another one and that was always wild to me because when I saw A Quiet Place, I was like, this is a perfect movie mm-hmm. um, that doesn't need to be touched in any way, shape or form. Um, and then kind of hearing about it, obviously, for the longest time, I avoided the trailer um, mm-hmm. and then kind of post the the crazy delay. I ended up watching the trailer last year um, only once and, you know, kind of seeing a couple of things and seeing John in the trailer um, and then mm-hmm. kind of being like, OK, like this trailer it didn't wow me. I was like, yeah, it's, it's this family that I love and they're still struggling and i'm sure i'll enjoy this movie but the trailer wasn't immediately like oh my god they're doing all this crazy type of things um and then obviously the movie you know is like has all this crazy delay and we're finally seeing it mm-hmm. so i think finally getting to this movie like it's <clears throat> I'm, I'm so glad we've seen it. It, it was like, it, it's, it is that happy place having now post seen it and being mm-hmm. like, they didn't, they didn't mess it up. I think it's kind of like my mm-hmm. overwhelming feeling because that's like the worry with something mm-hmm. that's so kind of close to your heart. Like I've, I've had a lot of sequels um, and especially in video games recently that have kind of tarnished things that I love. And I don't want that to happen to movies, obviously, or anything. Um, and had they made a movie that was, bad um or you know even on the level of something like spiral last week that would have that would have truly broke my heart if if this yeah. would have been like oh here's these characters it doesn't feel right it's completely unnecessary oh here's these terrible jumps in logic like like if it hadn't have worked i don't know if i've been able to take it two weeks on the spin um but thankfully it did um and i think that, i think the movie is absolutely fantastic i think it's um it really sets the bar in kind of so many different areas, um, mostly kind of character development and acting, which is just it's so phenomenal. Um, and it's been so overlooked, I think, across the two movies, the kind of character work and acting work um, for, the, for mainly the family, but then also the kind of other characters supporting cast. Not because the it, Super Horror Bros cleaned well, up. No, definitely. Now. But it's kind of like it's <laughs> such a high point where it, it is one of those few moments. And listen, I think there's so much great acting in, in the horror genre. But these are these two movies almost stand alone as just like. If if you if you showed it to someone who didn't know anything about the way the politics work and you were like, Yeah, they both won Oscars for these two movies, you'd be like, Yep, that makes sense. It yeah. wouldn't be like, Oh my uh, god, which, that's which ridiculous. One won the Oscar? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which one won it for which film? You know, it really yeah. could be that because it's it's that strong and that's the kind of thing I'm mostly blown away by. Mm-hmm. Um and I think that the I think it's a really good sequel because what it does is it takes what you loved from the first movie, it's still there. Um, but then they kind of add on to it and extrapolate on it. And I think that's kind of what you, that used to be the case with a lot of sequels back in the day. The kind of like the classic one is like alien to aliens. Mm. And I feel like there is that DNA here because this movie is very action packed. 
um it it has so many action set pieces that it's kind of hard for me to remember them all and it's it's kind of jarring initially because you still have the quiet moments for sure but it's nowhere near the level of the first movie the first movie had such limited dialogue and was so quiet throughout whereas this is like actually quite loud throughout a lot mm-hmm. of the movie um it, but in a good way like i don't have a problem with it because it, it fitted the tone of they had to raise the stakes and i think that's when you look at john as the kind of writer of the sequel and clearly that was his like mo writing the script was like we need to ratchet everything up to 10 we need to kind of ratchet the tension we need to create more drama more danger to this family now there's a a baby involved as well which you really didn't get to see that be a factor in the first Mm -hmm. movie and that becomes a huge factor in the sequel um as well as kind of like the the kids are slightly older so you can kind of put them in even more dangerous situations than you did in the first movie um so yeah overall like there's many different kind of minutiae to get into here but i want to get your take on it but overall i really really enjoyed it i would say i'm like one step away from saying i absolutely loved it um which we'll get into but they are very very minor gripes i think overall it delivered what i wanted from a quiet place part two sequel um like this wasn't my most anticipated movie i i never once thought it would top or even match the first movie but the fact that they get really really close for me was enough um so yeah Mm -hmm. i I thought they made a really really great sequel here yeah i mean off the bat i absolutely love this movie i think um you know there are gripes and there are things and but all of those things are in comparison to the first movie Mm. and this movie goes toe to toe with the first movie and you know ultimately falls a little bit short but then if you compare that to any other movie we've seen for the podcast full stop this is in the elite uh, mm. you know and and that's how you know that's how good this franchise is at this point i think um you know what what you touched upon was something that that i was going to bring up as well like the fact that this is alien to aliens terminator mm. one to terminator two where both of those movies, the, the first part was, you know, very quiet. You're waiting to see the alien. You're waiting to see what this Terminator can do. And then the second movies just ratch that up and go crazy. And I think with this one, you know, the, the first Quiet Place movie was, you know, so quiet. Like, I know that's, you know, a, a weird thing to say, but it really was. Like, sat in the cinema, you know, a, a word doesn't get spoken in that movie um, for like 40 minutes, does it? You know, you, you literally see the family and they're, they're not talking and just everything happens and it's so quiet. This movie opens on Outbreak Day. So everyone is talking, you know, the normal world is in existence and we get to see how that goes down. And then kind of when we are joined with the family, it's kind of, you know, not only because they have this weapon that's a bit of an equalizer so they can communicate a bit more, but they're kind of thrust into a situation where, you you know you you have to talk a little bit more and i think kind of um especially when we kind of get into kind of killing murphy's character and him popping up like i think the way they handled that and the fact that they they needed to have dialogue um worked well the setup worked well i think kind of um you know you spoke about it the action sequences are just just out of this world where you've just got this level of tension that that kind of you know you you said to me um you know um it's like watching a nolan movie and Mm. it really was at points (laughs) like where you've got these kind of um you know different characters have have kind of branched off and you've just got these multiple scenes that are playing out at the same moment 
and like i just like i was getting like you know heart palpitations watching this movie and you know um sitting there and kind of just everything was amping up and amping up and um you know, it reminded me of that. It reminded me of kind of like great video games when it happens, when you know this stuff's going down. And it's just like, it gets worse and then it gets even more worse. Um, and the, the characters in the situations, you just you just don't know how it's going to ever get better for them. And I think, you know, those, those moments um, are so incredible. And then, uh, as you said, the, the performances, every single one of these characters, you know... We, we we said how the first movie cleaned up for our year end, you know, um the the the, the kids in particular Millicent were, were incredible in that first movie. Um but I think one of the things we spoke about kind of going into this 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 sequel is that, that John obviously um was was so just like in a, in a cast of of everyone being incredible, he still managed to to, to stand out. He and, was the anchor that the movie needed. Yeah, and and it I, I was worried kind of where this one could potentially go, and I think kind of um, you know having got ten minutes in, I don't really know why because Emily Blunt is is just absolutely incredible. I I, I don't think there's a better actress on the planet. And then, and then you've got you've got someone like Millicent who um, is just like, you know, an unknown coming in the Quiet Place Part One, and she's just absolutely incredible. Um, and then, and then obviously the I think it's Marcus, the other the son, kind of like he, like the the way he is just completely petrified and terrified throughout this whole movie. Like mm. I. I'm worried about him, like because <laughs> he, he he had to get in a place and he had to be in that mm. place for that entire goddamn yeah, movie. Yeah, that's true. And like he really went there. Like the the the, the second the movie begins, he is just on, he he is a ten, and he's never less than a ten. <laughs> in in like absolutely freaked out, terrified. You know, at least like th- there are moments where Emily is kind of you know enjoying her baby and kind of having a moment and like. You know, Millicent is at least not just to this to this tight intention. But yeah, the the the, the Marcus is just is just yeah, he's a ten the entire movie, mm-hmm. um, in terms of his tension and and yeah, and, and so just every one of them blew us away. And then kind of I think you know Killian Murphy's character was it was a real interesting one because um, you know there's there's the fear that he's going to be thrown in as just just you know, John part two, mm. or there's, there's the risk that he gets thrown in and instantly, you know, he's going to be a scumbag. Yeah. And I think kind of the way in the, the, you know, his character, you know, has twists and turns throughout the, the movie. But I think in the, the opening scene, you kind of, you start to realize, and he, he is embedded into the movie and into the world in a way that made me feel comfortable that at least he, he deserved to be there. I think is the big thing. You yeah. Know, he, he isn't just, Oh, they've gone to a warehouse and this guy is now the guy, you know, whatever he becomes at the end of the movie is, is earned because of the way he was woven in to, to the opening scenes. And, um, I was incredibly thankful for that. Um, 
Yeah, his character uh, really reminds me almost of like um, Richard Brake in Free from Hell, where it's like, yeah, we we know individually. Like, I, I'm sure we have mentioned on the podcast, but like, we love Killian Murphy, and oh I remember God, when yeah. he was mentioned, we were like, oh man, it's so sick they're adding him to part two. Mm. And then it was a case of like he's already joining this family who is like mm. one of the most believable families I've ever seen on screen. Like, I genuinely believe that's their children, like mm. because they're just so believable as this unit. I know, and um, and so for him to come into that already established and immediately feel like he's part of this world and the story and i completely agree with you by the end of the movie i was like as attached to him as i am the rest of the family mm-hmm. and i'm like i you know I, I i was so happy that he came in and he's one of those guys where they obviously nailed the cast in because it's like yeah. it's so difficult to bring in someone to the party late like we discussed with free from hell mm-hmm. and in both situations it was a case of well, actually, if you bring in such a world-class actor, it kind of the rest takes care of itself. And of course, you need to do good writing as well and good characters. Yeah. But at the end of the day, world-class actors are going to make it work um, and make it very enjoyable for the audience, which I thought he did brilliantly. Yeah, and I mean, it it was a surprise and it really shouldn't have been a surprise because I think in terms of actors, Killian Murphy is, is like in my top five for people that like I want to see in stuff. Like when mm. he when he gets announced in the right project, like I am buzzed. You know, there there are people like him and you know Robert Patterson and and Richard Brake that like the second I hear them in something, and I'm like, if that is in the genre as well, I'm just like I'm interested. Like, yeah. please tell me more. You know, <laughs> and like there there are less actors that are that are that way for me than there are directors. You know, uh, if, if there's a certain person in a horror movie, it doesn't necessarily get me tantalized, but but both these people are. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, but even with him being announced for this project, like you said, this family is perfect. And trying to get more elements to it was a concern. And, you know, in the trailer, you, you know, you see that he's not just this separate character. He is running around with the family, talking with the family, interacting with the family. And, like, we know what what Lee kind of had in the first movie, and, like, we can't have that again. And I think they do a real good job of establishing that early on. Yeah, well, I think what what's great is that the kind of John was the lead of a quiet mm. place, and and kind of for you know Emily was amazing, and so was the family. But John was the lead; he mm. he was in that movie. Whereas this movie doesn't have a lead. I think it's no, easy going into ensemble. it. You do kind of expect Emily to be the lead, and she's mm. the only one who kind of resembles that. But she really isn't, and especially because of what we said about how they make a point to split up the action and split mm. up the family that then everyone gets to kind of have their own screen time. And it really did feel, like you say, of a four a four actor ensemble here, where it was kind mm-hmm. of like, as these four temples, they're all doing interesting things. It wasn't like, um, oh, has these two crazy things going on, and then has the subplot that no one really gives a shit about. Like, yeah. they were Which all I thought they were going to do for a second. Well, that's really hard to do, really yeah. hard, um, and to pull yeah. off effectively. And I think in that... We've kind of hinted at it a lot, but that moment in the middle of the movie when they really ratchet up the tension and have all of our characters essentially in in moments of peril is by far the best moment of the movie. And that was where it completely had me, where I was not breathing, I was sweating. And it's brilliant because early on, 
there are action set pieces because there are a lot of them and mm. they kind of end how you'd expect them to end it's like okay that's how i expected that to go like they were in danger but i could see a way out and and they found it as well yeah whereas in this moment i genuinely yeah. was like they're all fucked yeah. like i was like is he just gonna kill everyone like because yeah. i couldn't keep track of runtime i had no idea how long this movie was no. anyway so i was kind of like is are we getting towards the end mm. and they're all just gonna die like because it, i genuinely could not see a way out of it and mm. then the trigger that then kind of everyone suddenly then you know starts to fight back um is an amazing callback yeah which like, i i just didn't see coming in a million years and the second they go to it i was like that was so good and that is worth like the intro alone just for that one callback that was absolutely genius i thought um but i loved the fact that the flashback was at the start of the movie as well like as we discussed we kind of you know seeing that in the trailer i was very worried because i didn't Mm -hmm. want every 20 minutes a five minute scene showing how much of a great dad lee was and then kind of constantly being like he was great he was great he's gone he's gone i was like i get that i saw a quiet place i cried like i don't need to to constantly be reminded of that so having him just in the intro to kind of remind people of course because you do have to do that Mm -hmm. but then also show again day one and also introduce killian murphy and also it reintroduces to sign language and all of that stuff as well as the callbacks i thought that was so much better than i expected because i really don't like that in most films and this was like i can't really imagine this film without that now um because i loved i agree with you what you said earlier i loved that this picked up the second a quiet place one ended like i was so happy it wasn't like and here's 30 days later and they stopped the baby a little bit yeah the baby's like six months old or whatever i really didn't want that i wanted Mm. to see and, and like you say it had that moment of surrealism where you're like oh man here's this famous finale scene that i've seen so many times and i get to now see what happened the second after it and that's always exciting to me um so yeah i thought they did a great job with that as well kind of like the way they balanced the flashbacks with the current timeline as well i thought was all just phenomenal um Mm -hmm. i think kind of getting into something that was not as good for me um was i feel like it's a weird thing to kind of explain it because you you have to say to yourself how much are you judging the movie or how much are you judging what you think you know about what Mm -hmm. happened but i think we both had a similar kind of take on this posting the movie which was we know that a quiet place free got announced a very Mm -hmm. long time ago which was a weird thing at the time because we were so excited for part two and we both kind of said like listen we don't care about that that's the future we just want to see part two Mm -hmm. and having now seen part two which we really enjoyed but it was very obvious um when the credits hit and i was like okay they've clearly set up the third movie here um and it did feel a little bit too quick for me um where i was kind of like that felt a little bit cheap not massively it wasn't like i the rug was completely pulled under me but i was like okay if we lived in a world where you hadn't already greenlit a third movie i don't think this movie would have ended the way it did um what did you make of kind of obviously without going into spoilers but the way the movie ended up for our characters i think the last the last 10 minutes still being fantastic felt Mm. very quick and then we were to a point where i was like okay we're gonna have more scenes and like when when the screen went to black and credits rolled i was quite surprised because Mm. i i you know was eager and hungry for more and i think kind of it tied a bow in what they were doing and it it tied a bow in it enough that this is, you know, can finish as a movie at that point. But 
um, you know, I, I wanted more and I needed more. And I think, you know, I, I see that both as a negative and a positive that mm. I know I am getting more. And I think what this movie did more than anything else was um, it has turned a quiet place into a franchise where we watched the, the first movie and I, and I never wanted to see any more of it. It was perfect. And, and yeah, to watch the second movie and to be hungry for part three kind of shows that they've, they've done a real good job of building this. Like, I'm not, I'm not saying like, oh, okay, then we get part four and five and six, but like to, to leave part two and be hungry for three is a real good job. And I think kind of, I can see the, the bare bones of what three could be. And like, I'm, I'm pumped ready for a part three, like the second, the second that, that hype train is ready to leave the station. I'm buying the first ticket. Um, and I think kind of, you know, that, um, that bit worked well, but, but I think, you know, this movie, it it says on IMDb, this movie's an hour and 37, like, Mm. which is, which is hilarious because it's not. And I think, you know, this, this movie is quite a short movie and, and yeah, you know, most people who listen to us week in, week out would be like, oh, that means, that means the bros love this. But I'm like, no, I want, I want like a four hour movie for this. But like, <laughs> I at least wanted, like, I, I could have done with 20 minutes more, definitely, because I think it, 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 it had done so much where I kind of wanted to see it. But I think as well that, um, if they do the journey right, what I wanted in 20 minutes should and could be given longer. And so I'm I'm okay with that. Like I just I just need it. <laughs> yeah. So this is quite bizarre because like I'd forgot that this was the case because I was just looking it up. So in November last year, which I think was when we mm. were talking about it, it mm. was reported that Paramount had um, sanctioned a spin-off of a quiet right. place. Yeah. Um, with Jeff Nichols will write and direct a spin-off. So it's not it's in that universe, but like by all accounts, it seems to not follow this family. Yeah. Um, and then so that's kind of what we know is happening and then uh, this year in may emily blunt um, says that basically this is the second chapter in a trilogy and that john has the idea for a third film yeah um which you know hasn't been greenlit at this point so kind of i'd conflated those two two things i hadn't realized that was the case um because i do think that's surprising because if we didn't have any hint of a third movie, you know, if John was flat as saying, no, the story's done, yeah. I'd feel quite differently about this. Definitely. Not massively, but I'd, I'd kind of be like, huh, that's where you wanted to leave these characters. Cause yeah. it really feels like you want to do a third movie. Um, but yeah, I don't yeah. want to spend too much time thinking about it because it's not, this is no, like a small we, part of the, got, of the adventure. If we got like five years down the line and we haven't got a quiet place part three, I'd, I'd, mm. uh, I'd ultimately go back to part two and be a little bit disappointed. And I think yeah. that's what we're kind of touching on that this, mm. you know, this movie deserves to give us more, uh, you know, to give us a third movie. And yeah, it, it sounds like we're going to get it and that's great. And then I think, but this, like I say, it, this does tie a bow in part two's story and it just, you know, doesn't have, cause you know, part one, I had, I had slight questions, but I didn't have massive questions, but obviously this one, I have real big questions. I think, um, just to touch briefly on my gripe as well, I think kind of the, the creatures in this movie, um, I think that the first movie, they were so terrifying. I think kind of the first, um, uh, scene in the you know the opening kind of really sets the tone for these things just being absolutely devastating and they certainly kind of are that in this movie to a point 
but they also kind of like we, we've exposed a very big weakness in in the first movie and kind of mm. like having that ace in the hole does kind of take away from it a bit and then i think kind of as the movie progresses i'm not going to go into spoilers but we kind of we find out more about these creatures and i think kind of you know as as we got to the end of the movie they 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 have enough weaknesses now where i'm like oh okay like they're still bloody nightmare but they're they're, they're you know they're beatable like we we know we know a few things about them now we and we know kind of we have this kind of sound device and stuff and it and it does make them more combatable and and i'm not quite sure what they do with that if they kind of keep it that way or whether they can do something to kind of you know equalize things for the creatures once again because i i i wonder if we can get into a third movie with the rules that we know right now and and it's still kind of having these stakes because i kind of feel like the third movie is potentially them just kind of starting to turn the tide and wrecking shop Mm. and and i don't know if that is what i want to see yeah Um, that's an interesting thing isn't it like if the third movie is because like you say at the end of the first movie so not obviously not it's not spoilers anything in this movie we kind of established that they have this clear weakness with sound mm. and kind of like static and so and that is extrapolated upon in this movie and you think well yeah the natural progression of that would be some sort of you know, not necessarily even worldwide sing- signal, but maybe even statewide to kind of clear out these creatures from a from a big area, from a nut from a big area enough to hold like thousands of people to then restart civilization. You know, if you could like blow out the whole of Texas, for example, you could yeah. then like rebuild from that and rebuild America from that. So it's it is interesting if that would go the right route, or if he if he would want to keep it as a more smaller film because the first movie was small this is obviously bigger as we've discussed it's interesting because this had a triple the budget of the first really? movie mm-hmm. and like you can see it <laughs> because yeah. there's so much more monster action there's so much more set pieces and yeah it, it made sense because why not do the first movie bigger and better if you're going to make a sequel mm-hmm. that's why i don't have a problem with them doing that even yeah. though my tastes were slightly more catered in the first movie I, i'm glad mm-hmm. that they didn't just make the first movie again um but going forward forward it's like well what do you do in a part three um because Mm. it would be it would be interesting but obviously that's something to worry about in the future um there was one other thing i wanted to mention before we get into spoilers um i can't remember what it was now oh was it the oh it was gonna i was gonna say it does it is funny with these types of movies and i get that this has been a thing that's been around for like a while with post-apocalyptic stuff (laughs) no there definitely isn't (laughs) um but like I don't know about you and whether it's just us and it probably is, but the amount of things I see that I think are clearly inspired by The Last of Us is like so crazy because I'm like, I know it's been done a lot, but but when like Emily is walking down this this devastated bridge and it's like it's that cross between that they find the beauty and devastation. And that's why I thought this movie did so well. This this movie looks so incredible on the big screen um because everything is so beautiful and it's in its horribleness um and that's what you know the last of us does but the the score of this the, this yeah. music of this film the score is incredible i didn't even really remember that being a thing in the yeah. first movie um yeah. because i feel I'm like it was very it quiet up. yeah mm-hmm. whereas in this movie this movie does have a score it's noticeable and it is very much like these low guitar strings that is yeah. so similar to the last of us like i was blown away by how similar think, it was i think the thing about it is is we've had post-apocalyptic movies forever and mm. we've we've had 
people trying to see the beauty in post-apocalyptic movies for a while. I think one of the biggest ones that, that does that, even though it's dark as hell, like the, the road kind of. The yeah, book, well, that's what The Last of Us kind is based of, upon, yeah. Yeah, really goes into that. And I think the book's incredible. The movie can't quite capture it, even though it no, is still, it it is still good. Like it's, it's good, but yeah, it mm. doesn't fully capture the book. The book's incredible. Um, but Last of Us was the first time we truly saw this the the, the visual realization in any media, in my opinion, mm. of kind of this beautiful post-apocalyptic movie. And it was the the beauty of the game, the beauty of the scenery, and the score. Um, massively important, the score. And I think kind of the score of The Last of Us has set the tone for what these movies now need to be. And I think kind of, you know there's not a chance that this movie hasn't you know if 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 well even if like if john said it i'd be surprised let alone if like everyone in the movie was like what's the last of us yeah because i'm just like there's no way there's no Mm. way and like that's not a problem because why not why not use i just wondered is that is that just us you know or is that like because to me it's obvious i look at it and i and i'm really curious about going forward when when the HBO series comes out and The Last of mm. Us is way more like famous and popular than it's ever been, mm. I'm curious what the reaction to that is and whether people will think that looks like a lot of the things that clearly The Last of Us mm. video game have inspired. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. because it's but, really interesting. But yeah, I think I think this, like you say, that the score of this movie is incredible because yeah. I think we we mentioned in in our review of Part One that the score was so good because it was so subtle. Mm. And, it, and and the movie is pretty silent and especially for that first 40 50 minutes there is no score you know the whole point of that movie is silence and i think kind of you know the, the whole point of this movie isn't silence and so he can use more tools to his arsenal yeah. and the score was incredible i think kind of um it it got like to the point that Killian Murphy's character was introduced, um, kind of in in modern day, and we're about half an hour into the movie. I had one of these rare moments in the cinema watching a movie for the first time, where I kind of took a sit like a like a step back in my chair and was just like, "Oh no, we're good." Like I, <laughs> I had the confidence that I was like, "I'm gonna just thoroughly enjoy this movie. I have no fear." Like. You know, because I, uh, I can't remember what it was recently, but we were talking about it where you're watching a movie and you're kind of like, oh, you're like an hour in, you're like, oh, it's good, it's real good. And then you get to like the last 10 minutes, like, can they nail the ending? And then like when they nail the ending, it's like, hell yeah, the movie, the movie did it. Now I want to watch it again because I know it did it. And I think kind of, um, you know, it, it's very rare that I can just take that step back and I'm like, no, I'm good. Like, I'm in good hands. Like, and that's how I felt when I was kind of half an hour into this movie where I was like, I'm in good hands. Like the cast is incredible. Everything's incredible about this. John behind the wheel is incredible. And like, I, I know this is going to be great. Like now I've seen a bit of it and, and I, I, I just sat back and enjoyed it, which was a real rare treat. And it, it, you know, and I'm so glad that I got it from this movie that I've waited over a year for that. I could just sit there and be like, I'm not worried. You know, uh, it's such a parallel to last week mm. where I'm like 40 minutes into that movie and I'm like, I'm not angry. I'm, <laughs> I'm confused 
and I'm, I'm I hope I don't go where I think yeah, this is going to go but I'm I'll like, give them the I'm, benefit of the doubt yeah I'm like somewhat entertained and I'm somewhat like there are things that are happening that aren't shit <laughs> you know? whereas like I'm watching this movie and I'm like I can't okay, remember them but I swear they existed <laughs> exactly whereas I'm like 30 minutes into this movie and I'm like well I think there might have been a scene that's not 10 out of 10 but I'm not sure <laughs> maybe it's all 10 out of 10 right now yeah and and yeah and that was when I just took a step back and was like I'm just gonna have a great time and then suddenly the three kind of parallel stories kicks off and I'm like well Jesus Christ well played guys yeah, you know, because it, it truly was one of the best set pieces that we've seen in a horror movie. Oh, yeah. Um, the whole, like, 10, 15-minute segment was just, like, like yeah. I say, my hands are sweating just thinking about it. Yeah. It, it really did, like, of across the two movies i think that is probably the one aspect of this movie that did top the, the original mm-hmm. where i was like i don't i don't think i was this tense during one particular moment no. in the first film i was overall way more emotionally involved mm. um and the movie got me when it wanted to get me because of how invested i was um whereas i feel like this movie i'm glad they didn't because it's such a difficult thing and we talk about this all the time especially even recently with like scream but like mm. i'm glad oh that's kind of spoilery never mind mm. um i think i think it's the emotion versus tension because i mm. think the first movie was so emotional the opening of the first movie is one of the most gut-wrenching openings of a movie full stop yeah you know it, it truly is and you forget until you watch it and like sometimes i recommend well i always recommend quiet place to people yeah and i forget to be like by the way be prepared for the opening because <laughs> yeah. you know a lot a lot of regular people aren't ready for that and i no, think if you just um, turned off after five minutes they'd hate you forever they'd be like yeah, why correct, did you make me watch correct. this like, you're a horrible person <laughs> i'm like i know but <laughs> um but you know this movie's not that this movie is emotional because you care about the family and, and you don't want bad things to happen to this family but this movie is much more tension and action. And I think mm. that's the thing that like, you know, like, like you say, the end of this movie didn't make me cry like the first movie did, but it, it got a hell of a lot of different emotions out of me where, yeah, I, I genuinely felt my heart beating out of my chest. And, you know, I, I was just, just, just so tense with these amped up three scenes. And so, yeah, the, the movie delivered in a different way that was still exquisite. Definitely, which I think makes it such a good sequel because, mm. yeah, I'm, I'm glad it hit different beats and yeah. kind of can, can beat and can bang its own drum. Um, there was two random things I just remember that I wanted to mention, which are just mm. peculiar because these are things that I think about um, a lot, but I never really noticed. The first one being um, in the opening kind of flashbacks, there was a very obvious they do a long take. And mm-hmm. there was a very obvious cut slash, you know, <laughs> CG, you know, let's tie these two scenes together moment and i don't know if you caught that or not but it was you hear about that a lot right with obviously Mm -hmm. long takes especially when there's an action set piece and normally it's not because like hardcore henry is obviously filled with them um but like there's a moment when he gets in the car and closes the door and i was like whoa that was a bit jarring because it was so like they they had like computer animated these two sequences together so that that was a bit jarring Mm -hmm. um and then the the only other random thing i wanted to mention which was just funny because Again, you hear it referenced all the time, but the classic I'll be right back oh my from, God. from Scream, yeah. like obviously that's that's ingrained into us as as yeah. scream fans but i i don't think i've ever like actively noticed someone say that, like especially not in new horror for the podcast well, i think I think scream is a franchise that the you know it, you know you, you can't be in the horror genre and not know what scream is. Mm. And the rules of that first screen movie have become pop culture. 
Yeah. And and if you say I'll be right back in anything, like you could you could put that in like you know Friends or Simpsons mm. or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Like put it in anything, and people you don't have to do anything else, and people would pretty much know what you're referencing. And I think kind of if you're going to do a horror movie and say it, it, it does. You know, you you don't see it often, and they. She says it like three times in that yeah, scene, as like well. with subtitles to yeah. the point of like, make sure you don't miss this. And like yeah. the first time, I was like, "Huh, that's funny." And then like yeah. the second, like, I will be right back. I'm like, "Are you serious I'm, I'm right like, now?" Like, I'm like, you, you, you're screwed. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I'll see you in the kitchen. I was just thinking, night. like, why are you putting this yeah. in the movie right now? What do you think? <laughs> what do you want me as the kind of viewer to get from this? Of like, why are you making it this obvious that this yeah. character is saying this cursed line mm. at this point? Yeah. So I did, I did find that entertaining because like, yeah, I, I really haven't noticed that a lot but in this movie it was so prevalent mm-hmm. um but yeah i guess kind of coming into the end of it really i i wanted to say um you know as far as recommendations go mm-hmm. like i i want to be clear because we, we we have different levels of recommendations mm-hmm. this is like the strongest cinema recommendation that exists mm-hmm. um because we lo- i really like this movie um and it's fantastic and i think you should see it anyway but it is like i i couldn't tell you like what the what it'd be like watching this at home for the first time and it's because i don't know you know the first time i saw both these movies was at the Mm -hmm. cinema on the big screen with with just fantastic sound and to really appreciate what's happening um and i think it's it's worth stating because we see amazing films and Mm -hmm. we're like yeah hell yeah see this movie and we happen to see it on the big screen but it didn't add that much to the experience i think i think you know saint maud is pretty shout for that 100 you know? yeah we'll equally say like oh yeah buy the blu-ray and watch it at home mm. you'll love it whereas mm. this is like you should watch it home you should buy the blu-ray but you yeah. should if you only go to the cinema a couple of times a year make this the number one trip of the year mm-hmm. because i don't think i'll have a stronger cinema re- recommendation this year even if i see movies i liked more um i think this yeah. will be the strongest like no 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 the big screen is back you have to see this this way yeah for, for sure. I, I completely echo that. I think kind of we've spoke a lot in this lockdown period that um, is, you know, what's going to happen with cinema and especially UK cinema and are things going to reopen? And, you know, this HBO de- deal that's kind of spanning all of 2021, like what damage is that going to do to cinema and everything else? And I kind of got to the point that in my head, I was like, do you know what? as long as I'm seeing awesome movies, that's mm. that I, I'm good. Like, I just want to see these movies. And like, if I have to see wonder woman at home or, or these big action movies at home, like that's okay. Like, you know, and we go see, you know, not, not to, not to get into it again, but like we go see spiral last week and I'm like, this is, this is our return to the cinema. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, it was great to be at the front of the big screen, but <laughs> you know, and then, like, yeah, going to see that this week, it just it it made me fall in love with cinema to a level again. That that like it, that's why we do this podcast, and that's why we do cinema horror. And and yeah, so you cannot get a a stronger recommendation for me either for for not just this movie, but the importance of seeing this at the big screen. Mm-hmm. You know, this this is not just an advertisement for horror or cinema horror. This is this is an advertisement for 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 cinema, like. I, I don't think there'll be a better movie that comes out that, that demonstrates the importance of being on the big screen than this movie this year. Yeah. Um, and, and so, yeah, if, you know, <laughs> genre aside, if you're only going to go to the cinema once or twice and, and you're looking to be like, oh, there's a ton of Marvel stuff or whatever coming out. I'm like, no, make this your number one. 
because you <laughs> will not regret it. Yeah, maybe maybe make Spider Man your number two just to be safe, but you know. Yeah. Um, yeah fair, fair. <laughs> But yeah, what a, what a, what a great movie to talk about on our two hundred fiftieth episode. Um, so but happy, yeah, man. I'm so that happy. was our discussion of a quiet place part two. We would take a short break and we will be right back. So yeah, we did have some listener feedback this week. Of course, you can uh, get in touch with us at SHBpod on Twitter, or you can send us an email at superhorrorbrospodcast at gmail.com. Um, and yeah, we had a couple of emails here. Um, the first one's from Sean, um, reacting to seeing A Quiet Place Part 2 over the weekend, um, who says, wow, it was worth the wait. I loved it. Better than Part 1. Um, he then goes on to say, um, you really do need to see this in the cinema. Um, you're cheating yourself for the experience. If you don't, Emily Blunt is fantastic, but all the performances were terrific. So many great moments in this movie. I have to see this again tomorrow. <laughs> um, he then goes on to say, I've just seen it a third time. <laughs> that I is great. So yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, it's a 9.5 out of 10 clear. Number one of the year. Um, what movie will unseat a quiet place part two this year right now it's hard to see any film top in this it was almost perfect i love this one um so it's, it's great to see people loving these movies man it just it fills me with joy um and then we also had um a message from cody this week um who says uh, dear super horror bronados um it's been a hot minute uh, illinois has uh, theaters open again so i visited my favorite one five times this week um and once with my wife um we saw corella together and it was awesome yeah I- i'm interested about corella like hearing someone about it because i've not heard from anyone who's seen this film and i remember when it first got announced i was like oh it looks cool i like emma stone like she looks cool as a character and then i saw the trailer and i was like eh, this just looks like a fashion show that- everything i saw like of the movie didn't get me excited and i've heard no Mm. one else talk about it and seeing this message i was like okay maybe maybe don't sleep on this yeah i want to check it out at some point Mm. um and he also goes on so he also saw the conjuring the conjuring (laughs) 2 uh mortal Kombat, and spiral i mean that is a hell of a week week. seeing these five movies yeah um he goes on to say Mm. um i love them all except for spiral (laughs) um (laughs) i wish i'd listened to your episode on it prior to my screening besides the excellent look of the film it was awful i hated the script the impromptu stand-up moments and the terrible depictions of dirty cops uh, the whole film felt like a fanboy's first attempt at a saw tribute instead of what it's trying to be a spiritual successor to the saw franchise i personally have only seen the first three saw movies since the rest i heard were awful well cody that's you wrong. Listening, you haven't been listening <laughs> to the show, Cody. <laughs> yes. Um, four and five, you have to see if you like the first three. Um, and I would definitely say six is worth a watch as well. Um, don't watch Saw 3D. Don't Probably don't watch Jigsaw. Um, but def- like four and especially five, because you haven't even seen kind of like the, the continuation of the Hoffman arc yeah. at that point, which I really think is the culmination in part five. Um, mm, and sure. is why the end of five is my favorite ending, you know, since one and three. So, so, yeah definitely see four and five and let me know <laughs> listen this is the first they're so good the first few like yeah. I, I really want you to see them cody and let me know what you make of them um yeah. because they are different you don't have that kind of main anchor of john kramer like you do in those first you know couple of movies um but yeah we we love hoffman here um he divides uh, audiences but uh, we are pro hoffman um, we are pro hoffman 
he also says uh cheers and i hope that saw can remain as the titanic series uh mm-hmm. it was with no further attempts to continue it yeah it's it's not going to be the case they're going to keep making no. them just hopefully they'll get the right people on board because at the minute they sadly don't have the right people and i thought darren was the right people um so yeah. ma- who knows maybe the right people don't exist at this point um mm. he says i'm super hyped for the conjuring the devil made me do it I, ho- I hope it is as good if not better than the previous two films all the best cody yeah I, we completely echo that that is our film next week um and yeah temperature gauge i'm pretty i'm pretty jazzed for this one like i say we've talked about it in the news it's it's ticked a lot of boxes the trailer was fun so cannot wait to see the warrens and i think this story is perfect for a conjuring movie um my biggest worry is kind of no james wan and Mm -hmm. the kind of the director who again i'm gonna you know i'm not judging but he he did direct the curse of la Llorona, which is easily my least favorite film in the conjuring universe um so i'm hoping that was just a misfire and didn't work for me and, and he is talented obviously um and and the trailer seems to speak that way um yeah hopefully there's enough kind of james one dna over the movie but yeah look i'm really looking forward to it next week actually um so yeah thank you very much for that one cody um yeah that's pretty much it for this week i don't know if you've seen anything else worth talking about in the past week my mind is is just blank thinking about quiet place part two to be fair that is fair um you know what what sean said in his email that like i i you know I can't imagine like what movie could dethrone it. Um, mm. I'm already thinking about what watching this movie again. And like, mm. it's already, you know, we spoke about it like, uh, uh, before when we're like, Oh, we're not really thinking about year end. Like we normally do. And I'm like, well, I'm kind of thinking about it again now. <laughs> it is perfect in terms of its placement because it's mm. the reopening of cinema. And then we, yeah. unless some something catastrophic happens, we'll have the Blu-ray by the end of the year. So mm-hmm. we'll be able to rewatch it. Hopefully there'll be extras. I'd be so jazzed if there was a commentary. Um, and that would really be like, you know, that could be a difference maker if there are other, you know, if there's heavy hitters in october we're probably only going to get to see them once at the cinema mm. um and so that is yeah, we're more only difficult. one attempt at halloween kills yeah exactly so it's <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah that's definitely the heavy hitter in october i'm looking forward to i, I thought um, it was i thought it was i don't even think there's anything else coming out in october um <laughs> but uh yeah so it's it's gonna listen it's gonna be a strong one it's a great week to enjoy it um i've so not i've not watched anything else in the past week to be honest i've uh only just recently picked up a playstation 5 so i've been uh enjoying all that your life yeah, yeah now, now you'll get to discover some 4k movies oh yes which Sometimes. i'm looking forward to but yeah it's been it's been a great week watching quiet place playing a, loads of awesome ps5 games it's been it's been a great time mm-hmm. great time to uh enjoy stuff and so yeah like we like we already previewed the conjuring next week which is great yeah. like after that it's it's it might be back into well no it's not in the unknown because we actually have um We've the movie on the demand there, sitting yeah. there that we actually really want to see and i wish it would have got a cinema release one of the most like <laughs> on demand movies that i've been waiting for and we've had to have it sit there for like for two weeks yeah you know? exactly so we'll get to army of the dead finally cannot wait a new jack mm. schneider zombie movie that's pretty exciting um mm. So yeah, all great stuff. But that was episode 250, where we finally discussed A Quiet Place Part 2. Thanks for listening as always, and we'll see you again very soon. See you later, everyone.